Hey Jeepers on this week's Extra Talk Show, we're hearing how Jeep may possibly turn the Wrangler into a hybrid for 2017. And we want to hear what you guys think about it all. There is YouTube love that must be spread around. We've got a good one from Nikki G, and I revealed the newest addition to my 99 Cherokee, along with some unfortunate news. Steve is back with an all-new Jeep tips about rear axle selections, and Tammy returns with Wrangler Talk and tells us about her growing pains when customizing her Jeep for the first time. Amazon You Bought What is back. Tony and I share some of the cool stuff you guys have been buying since the holidays. All that and more on the next XJ Talk Show. The XJ Talk Show is for entertainment purposes only. Any advice or information provided on this show should be verified by alternative sources prior to making any changes or modifications to your vehicle. We are not experts, just people that enjoy the Jeep hobby and don't mind talking endlessly about it. P.S. We love you. Hey, stud. It's time for the XJ Talk Show. Now, here's my two favorite boys, Tony and Josh. <laughs> First week in G. Well, tree huggers and EPA Nazis aim their sights on Jeep for 2017. Look, guys, I've been reporting for months now that an all-new Jeep Wrangler is coming in 2017. You can bet on that. And the slow trickle of information that has some fans of the legendary name badge concerned that the next model will stray away from the off-roader's original formula. And with good reason, too. Just look at what they did with the Cherokee and the Renegade. Ugh. Now, a, a new report suggests the Wrangler may get a super happy rainbows and butterflies greener than a grasshopper's ass hybrid powertrain <laughs> option. Oh, jeez. It just gets worse. Head of Jeep brand Mike Manley. We guys, you guys know that name. Uh, said, you ha you have the potential for hybrid powertrains in the future. The future! For those people who use the Wrangler, the most important thing is the initial torque and the crawl ratio. Okay, Mike, I'm listening. Because it almost sounds like, for once, you actually know what you're talking about. With electric motor, you have, to ha you ha you, you have the most torque available with the right combination of transmission and gear ratios. You can create incredible crawl ratios. Well, this is true, Mike. And actually, if done right, you actually might have some potential here. But the executive admitted that consumers may be wary of using a hybrid for off-roading, especially where battery life is concerned. Right? <laughs> because what are you supposed to do when you're deep in Moab or two days out on the Rubicon and your low battery light is flashing you like a streaker at a ballgame? Where you have to be careful with the Wrangler is range, he says. If you are eight hours and four miles into a trail, then uh, there is not a hybrid that we could do which could provide the battery support, Manly, uh, Manly says. Well, duh, and that is why this is a stupid idea, Jeep. At least in this stage, stage of the game. I mean, who knows what, what technical advancements will be uh, coming up on the horizon, but for right now, this just is not very bright. Jeep really needs to write these next words down and take them to heart. If it ain't broke, don't effing fix it. As of right now, the most important factors going into the development of the new Jeep Wrangler are preserving the iconic look and improving on-road driving dynamics and fuel economy because, you know, we want our Wranglers to be like Cadillacs. Aside from a hybrid powertrain, the automaker is also looking into diesel variants for the U.S. market. Well, it's about freaking time. It's been reported right here on the XJ Talk Show so many times that Jeep is also experimenting with new materials in production. And no, when I say experimenting with stuff, I don't mean that they're sneaking down to the basement to smoke a doobie. Although, what's happened over the last year or so, that might actually not be a bad idea for some of those executives. Manley went on to say that the use of aluminum and high-strength steel is huge for us. There's opportunity for carbon fiber as well. Well, now we're talking. Over the last few years, sales for the Jeep Wrangler have steadily grown to an impressive 235,000 units globally in 2014. 
To keep up with momentum, Manley hinted that there are big plans for the new 2017 Jeep Wrangler and that the automaker may be uh, may may show off a few concepts, like what, what Land Rover is doing with the new Defender. Look, we, we really don't care about Land Rover. And let's get back to this whole concept thing you mentioned, Mike. You may see concepts before, he goes on to say, the production Wrangler's debut to shift perception, or we may do it in a different way, Manley said. Well, Mike, maybe you need to make up your mind and give us something to redeem yourself after this whole Cherokee and Renegade BS, huh? There's a lot riding on the next Wrangler, as it will be expected to maintain its heritage and reputation while also sufficiently bringing the name ba- name badge up to date. Oh, you mean make it more like a Prius, don't you? Great. Awesome. Thanks. What you guys? What do you guys say? I want to know what you guys are thinking about all this. Do you think a hybrid drivetrain is the right way to go for Jeep? I want you guys to share your thoughts on our Facebook page or on Twitter. Uh, or give us a call and speak your mind. I actually do want to hear you guys uh, chime in on this. And I want to ask and tell you all you guys to keep up the great work. A lot of Jeep stories have been coming in over the last couple of weeks, and uh, that, that is just awesome. I really appreciate the help. Uh, so keep those news tips and stories coming in, guys. Big thanks to Jake for submitting uh, this story tonight. He helped me out there. If you guys would like to submit a story to be aired on This Week in Jeep, or if you have a response to any one of our stories, please send an email to newstips at xjtalkshow.com. Well, Josh, I, I, I'm just flabbergasted. I don't know what to say. I'm with you, though. When I hear carbon fiber, I think of fighter, uh, fighter aircraft and uh, high-speed uh, 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 vehicles, and it just makes me all giggly inside. So I kind of yeah. like that for the, 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 the Jeep stuff. But I'll just remind you, which I know you know because you've been reading this stuff, and our audience, that even though we, we all think Jeep is completely and utterly insane, they're making lots of moolah. Yeah, so, they are. So, so they they're reading. Right. Yeah, they're reading people. They're probably doing, uh, what do you call, surveys uh, uh, and, and figuring out what people want. And unfortunately, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, most Jeeps are driven on the road. Most Jeeps are driven to be seen. Mine? Yeah, I get it. I, I get it. It doesn't mean I have to agree with it. It doesn't mean I have to like no, it. No, of course not. But I get it. No, you don't. Do not have to like it. I don't like it either. And uh, you know, I'd like to take mine off road right now. And you know why I can't? My front drive shaft makes squeaky noises whenever uh, whenever I put it in four wheel drive. I'm not Wait getting a any. Your Jeep, your Jeep is making squeaky noises. Stop the press, people. <laughs> this is something that never ever happens. Before. Well, I'm just kidding. What, I'm giving you a hard time. What would you do if you had, if you had some uh, bad U joints besides replace them? Well, that's just it. Is you know you got to replace them. So and that's my uh, point. You know, I, it's always fact, something. I, <laughs> it's always something on the damn Jeep. You got to replace before you go off road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've actually got a story that uh, will fall right in line with that later right. on in chit chat. So uh, I'm not going to step on that right now. No problem. <laughs> XJTalk.com is where you go when you're not off road, and now you can go to XJTalk.com when you're off road too. Using your smartphone, install the Tap a Talk app, then search for XJ Talk. Take XJ Talk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well, anywhere you need your XJ Talk fix. The XJ Talk Show is now available on iTunes. Subscribe and leave a review. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Hey, nice talk. Uh, 
Sorry, couldn't find the right button. Go go right ahead, sir. <laughs> Tonight's podcast is brought to you by Step on Your Foot and uh, co- you know get your co-host uh, to screw it's up. All my no, tonight's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, guys. Over one hundred and fifty thousand titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or any MP3 player out there, for that matter. Get a free audiobook download and a thirty-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com/slash/xjtalkshow. I want to take a moment here to uh, uh, remind everybody that uh, you can find us uh, on the Twitter and on the Facebook. How can I say that? Well, the, the My Face Space. Uh, yeah, the that, My that, Face Space. My yeah, face there you space. go. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I just want to take a moment to remind you, you can find us on uh, on Twitter. We're uh, at XJ Talk. Uh, you can also find us now as uh, at 4x4 Radio Network. And when I say us, I don't mean just Josh and I or the XJ Talk Show because uh, it is uh, Josh uh, and, and I, the XJ Talk Show, and the 4x4 Podcast uh, with Dan and uh, Craig. And soon uh, we will be seeing more 4x4 Podcast uh, proliferating inside of and talked about and being able to be listened to straight from the 4x4 Radio Network. Uh, in fact, we've got a, a, a fancy little uh, drop here. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Yes, you oh, are. That sounds so professional. <laughs> it just doesn't fit with the show, does it? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Josh and I are here every week, uh, except when we're on vacation, uh, and uh, we're here to talk to you about uh, Jeeps, be, be it Cherokees or Wranglers or the dreaded 2014-2015 uh, uh, Jeep Cherokee, which we're going to call the Baby Grand. and uh, But we're really all here simply to let you know about uh, XJTalk.com, which is a great forum, Jeep forum, that you can go to and post your questions, your uh, little snarky comments about uh, uh, other Jeeps, not their owners, but the other Jeeps, and uh, mainly ask questions and just have fun. we got a little chat room where you can interact with people instead of doing work during the day. Always a popular place. Josh, did you do you know we had 41 uh, simultaneous people on the other day, and nobody was talking in chat? <laughs> yeah, I just saw that. It was dead day in chat. Yeah. No, it's it's great. There's, there's a lot of users on there, and we're getting new people all the time. Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, just today, I responded to a post. Somebody had said, hey, I'm not sure if this is the right place to ask this. You know, um, you know, hope this isn't a stupid question. Mm, yeah. they, were, they were very, there was a lot of trepidation about about moving forward with this. You could tell they were a little apprehensive in, in, in asking this because I would imagine that they've probably been flamed on other sites before. They've had some issues issues and some, maybe some bad posts or bad responses and, and, and stuff like that. And, and I mean, the very, very first thing I said was no stupid questions oh, yeah. and, and went on to, to list, I mean, like a full page with pictures and stuff like that, uh, helping them out with a budget boost question that they had Uh first time Jeep owner, kind of new to the whole Jeep scene. They've been doing a lot of research, kind of lurking behind the scenes a little bit, doing a lot of reading and stuff like that. And uh, just overwhelmed with the amount of information that's out there, and uh, and I was glad to help him out and, and kind of be like, you know, okay, you know, this these are your options. Here's the breakdown. This is what this means. This is what you're looking at. And uh, and they they were obviously grateful for for the advice and stuff like that. And there were several other people that also chimed in and gave them some good advice too. So it, it doesn't matter what level of Jeep owner you're at. If you're you know you just got your keys this evening, it's okay. Come on over to xjtalk.com. Uh, if you know somebody who's a new Jeeper, 
make sure you turn them onto the site. There's a ton of good information there for all kinds of platforms. Doesn't matter if it's if it's an XJ or not. It's we're all Jeep family there, and uh, and like I said, there's no such thing as a stupid question. No, you know, I always get the feeling when I see a post like that, it bothers me when I see that because they're they're so apologetic whenever they they're making this first post. They've they've gotten up the bravery. Yeah. They've they've liquored themselves up to <laughs> so they can take the flames <laughs> that they're going to get about that's been asked a thousand times before. Anyway, I, I kind of uh, uh, equate it to some uh, uh, 98 pound kid coming into gym class, brand new, middle of the year. And everybody's going, fresh meat. You know, what, what can we tease him about? The glasses, the the clothing uh, from Walmart, you know, the Kmart, uh, whatever. And uh, that's, uh, I, I, it just bothers me because I go, that's not what we're about. We're not about that. Yeah. We're about helping you. Yeah, we give each other a hard time, but we don't give the new people a hard time because no, no, we no. want them to post. We want them to be there. I don't understand yeah. what the formula is for the other forums, and and, and they're they're much more popular than ours. And but they're just berating and and belittling people. I, I, I mean, I, that's what we got to do. You know, it's it's kind of <laughs> like the you know girls are attracted to the bad boys type of thing. I guess yeah, maybe we got to so. put on our our black leather jacket and be a bad boy, go smoking in the boys' room, and uh, you know we've got to beat up on some people or something first. I had to get some attention. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, but anyway, uh, xjtalk.com, not your average uh, uh, site, and it's more than just uh, Jeep Cherokees. That's our roots because that's what Josh and I have. Well, you know, I've got another XJ and a TJ. My wife uh, says it's hers, but uh, I'm the one that does all the stuff to it. She's the one that gets to drive it, so I guess it's hers. I'll give I'll give oh. her that. <laughs> gets, gets to. I like that. <laughs> Well, she didn't want it. She thought she was too old for a TJ, even though she's oh, even though she wanted a Wrangler. On. Yeah, even though she wanted a Wrangler all her all her life. And I said, "Well, look, I'm going to get it because I've always wanted a Wrangler as well. And I'll just swap off driving one or the other. If you want to drive it, fine. If not, I'll have two Jeeps." So, well, that, speaking of speaking of Wrangler guys, we do have a sister site called WranglerTalk.com. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a whole lot of traffic. Certainly not as popular as XJTalk.com. But nonetheless, if you're not into Cherokees and uh, you know just you, you kind of overwhelmed by the whole XJ thing, not a problem. There's a whole separate family for you, ready to accept you just as much as XJTalk.com over at WranglerTalk.com. And guys, a lot of the tech and a lot of the advice and and off road stuff that we talk about here is very much cross-platform right. so um even if uh, if even if the cherokees aren't quite your flavor not a problem you know the show is really is off-road centric and we focus a lot on 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 cross-platform uh tips and tricks and and, and everything else like that so um it doesn't really when it comes down to it guys it doesn't matter what kind of jeep you drive as long as you're driving a jeep that's all that matters we got a site for you we got a spot for you and in fact uh, we've got a podcast for you too mm-hmm. absolutely now it's time for some of that YouTube love. Mm. Guys, every week we pull four names out of the hat, so to speak, and uh, you're going to hear a name here that you've heard for quite a while, and obviously this is a person who subscribed a long time ago, so it's uh, this is in no particular order. We just uh, pull a few names out to you know, give a little homage, get, spread some of that love, and uh, give them a little shout out, and we've got four names for you guys tonight. Tony, who's first on our list? First off, God bless you, Josh. You picked out some uh, pronounceable <laughs> names. There's uh, <laughs> Carrie O'Brien. And here's the name you guys are going to remember and uh, recognize Matthew Smorenberg. We have uh, Robin Gaines and Window Tinter 1. Because Window Tinter was taken. <laughs> Obviously. Well, so. you know, it's a business, so I guess so. 
Yeah, he's uh, you know first on the list, as it were. But, we have, uh, yeah, guys. If you want to get on this list, well, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, that is uh, YouTube.com/slash/xjtalk. And uh, always tons of videos going up there. And, of course, you guys can check out the video for the podcast there as well. And uh, another segment uh, that I, I like a lot because we get to hear from you guys, uh, actually hear your voices. It's the voicemail. So uh, we can always depend on Nikki G to give us a voicemail every week. In fact, I think. Love I, that guy. Yeah, I think we've got. And they're funny, too. Uh, I think we have some uh, from Christmas time because he didn't know the show wasn't on. Uh, that, no. we, that we need to we need to play. No, I'm just kidding. He he, he knew the show wasn't. <laughs> I'm gonna hear jingle bells. Gonna be like, no, no more, please. <laughs> but uh, we really, guys, take a moment. I, I don't I don't care if you don't like your voice. It's your voice. Obviously, people like it because they talk to you and don't you know laugh and run away. So call in, leave us a voicemail. Tell us what you're doing with your Jeep. Tell us what you're doing. You got an event you're going to? Uh, just just screwing around. You you're drunk and you want to make a phone call. Call in. It's you're not going to hurt anything doing it. Josh, do you have that number handy? Uh, oh, I see it. It's, Absolutely. Uh, well, go ahead. Do it. Five three zero six seven five four one zero two. Nobody's ever going to answer that phone, guys. So if you are drunk, dialing at three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> hey, more power to you. We want to hear from you, actually. So yeah. dial that number five three zero six seven five four one zero two. I don't. I'm surprised we didn't hear from Tammy when she was uh, Jeep Mama when she was at the bar uh, uh, throwing them back in San Francisco. No, <laughs> uh, we have several people in the uh, uh, the chat room tonight, and uh, Tammy's one of them. We've got uh, Kevin from uh, Dirty Jeep Girls, uh, the Paps uh, Blue Ribbon Boys are are there. We have a uh, a gay <laughs> is that gay dog four twenty or no, ga I'm dog four twenty? Sure that's good dog. Yeah, thank you. G or maybe even ga dog. He, that might be uh, somebody in Georgia. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Should capitalize some things there. And uh, lots of people in the chat room having a good uh, having a good time. Oh, yeah, Jeep Mama. I thought she was saying she did call, but she says I should have called. Yeah, that would have been pretty funny. Anyway, let's get to our voicemail. Hey, this is Tony. And this is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. We want to thank you for calling our 24-7 voice line. Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, I got a question this week. First off, let me say I, I grew up on a dairy farm and uh, drinking raw milk. If you drink raw milk, uh, store-bought milk just tastes like pure crap. But uh, so Wendy sent me to the store to get some milk. And I drove down to the Walmart, picked up the almond milk, come home. And uh, when you know it was wrong milk, (laughs) she didn't like the whole milk. So back in the Jeep I go, trucking back to Walmart to get the right kind of milk. I hit an expansion joint in the highway, and the Jeep starts shaking violently. I left and right, up and down. It shook some fillings loose, and uh, I think I almost crapped my pants. <laughs> and uh, so my question is, Here it comes. if it's only 2% milk, <laughs> what's the other 98%? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I'll uh, catch you later. Have a good one. Bye. It's like the, the new 50-50 antifreeze mix. Hey, it's 50% something, and it's 50% antifreeze. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> That's 50% water. 
So you're paying for water, just like a Coke or anything else, admittedly. But why in the world would you want to get antifreeze that's 50-50? Buy the concentrated. Yeah, buy the oh. concentrated stuff. <laughs> the dogs like Not it supposed better. supposed to drink that? Yeah. <laughs> don't don't give any freeze to your pets people that kills them please do not <laughs> <laughs> little disclaimer there listen to the disclaimer at the front of the show pay no attention to anything we say <laughs> but anyway so yeah exactly no, nikki g i got an answer for you my wife buys the two percent she would buy a negative percent if she could it, it, yeah it they do sell negative percent it's it's a, yeah, right. a gallon I'm, thing I'm of water to- I'm about to make some enemies here. I, I buy 1%. There you go. I've had 1% in there. And, you know, it's okay. Uh, I'm fine with that. I don't like it in my coffee. I don't like it on my cereal. You know, come to think of it, I don't like it at all. So, uh, but she gets the 2%. Well, here's a trick. Uh, here's a trick. If you're a coffee drinker, it, great. If you're not, become one. Tell your wife that your one vice, you know, well, after the laughter, is that you like to have half and half with your coffee. Now you can That's use that half. Now you can use that half and half to boost up the percentage. Spike your milk. <laughs> to spike the milk <laughs> for your for your cereal. And my God, this is like having whole milk cereal all over again. It's wonderful. <laughs> you see the surface tension of the milk. Yeah, I've thought about this too much. It's it really is very good. So I'm sure it doesn't doesn't respond to uh, or compare to what uh, Bossy gives you straight off the tap. But it's it's a lot better than two percent. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, Josh. You got nothing? No, nah, you know I figured we'll be moving on to the next segment. <laughs> As you know, this all this milk talk. I figured we're gonna have Denver D one calling in here pretty soon. It's it's a Jeep show, guys. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. So anyway, let's uh, let's move on to our next little segment. So you could have talked this time. I had the window down. Oh, I can't okay. read well, you. See, yeah, I don't know I what chastised I last know. week as, I I'm, as I'm running up alongside the vehicle. I and, felt uh, bad about that, and that's why I rolled the window down. <laughs> and you're not even paying attention. You don't care. You know, I do these things well, for I you, was, and you just uh, you know, you a, don't respond. I'm a pyromaniac. I'm over here poking the fire with my <laughs> oh, stick. Oh, I love playing with fire. Yeah. yeah. Fire is just a lot of fun. <laughs> I remember, I've told this before, I remember sitting uh, in, the, in the back of the lab, uh, sixth, grade, sixth grade chemistry class, Bunsen burner on, melting uh, 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 the, the little pipettes, you know, and twisting oh, them geez. and, you know, making yeah. molten glass. That was just really cool. Anyway, <laughs> it's a G podcast, fellas. Yeah, right. <laughs> No, I so gotta this, find guys, this, this is part of the segment where it's, it's chit-chat. You know, we just kind of sitting around the campfire, and uh, and we're shooting the breeze and talking about our Jeeps and stuff like that. And not last week, I told you guys um, about some goodies that I had on the way and some stuff that I'm doing to my Jeep. Well, um, so a big announcement here uh, for Josh's Jeep, as it were, the Northwest 99XJ. Uh, is going to be retired for a little while. I've I've got so much stuff that oh, I have did. to do to that thing um, that I, I've I've got to just pull the wheels off of it, uh, put it on blocks for a little while, and and give it some love. Uh, because if I don't, I'm just going to keep going out and playing with it, and the parts piles are going to keep piling up. Uh, my list is going to keep getting longer, and nothing's going to get done. And uh, and it's it's time that I really kind of you know buckle down and, and get some of this stuff done that I've been putting off for way too long. Well, in the meantime, um, I had a couple of uh, things on order, 
And, uh, and one of them came in here recently, and I wanted to share that with you guys. Now, I talked with you about um, upgrading my lighting. I've got some old 55-watt uh, lights. So I've got four of them up on top of the roof rack right now. Um, just, you know, the, the, the H3 bulb, you know, style rectangular uh, uh, off-road lights, as it were. Um, nothing special, but they look good. I told you I'd, I'd kind of modeled that, uh, that style after another Jeep that I'd seen way back when. And I liked it, and, and I do like the looks of it, but uh, it's kind of time to get with the times a little bit. And I got a uh, a big 52-inch light bar that I ordered uh, about, geez, I think it's about six months ago now uh, that I've been sitting on for a while. And and uh, some other lights need to get upgraded, too. And, I, and uh, there's going to be some upgrades to the winch bumper coming up pretty soon. And... Um, uh, I figured that, you know, the lighting on the bumper needs to be upgraded as well. And, uh, and so I went to Amazon, clicked through the, the link at xjtalkshow.com, uh, xjtalk.com rather. And, uh, and went to Amazon and, uh, I've been eyeballing these lights for quite some time. Well, they finally came in. I picked up a set of these. These are, uh, some Cree, um, these are 18 watts. So they have six, three watt Cree led lights in them. Um, these things were actually very, very affordable, uh, less than $40 shipped, uh, for these lights guys. And they are pretty dang beefy. Was that uh, each or was that a pair? No, that that is a pair because oh, nice. I do have two of them. Yay! Yeah, but so, you could have yeah, paid eighty no, bucks. These things are going to go on the bumper. I what I may end up doing with these is making some custom mounts um, off the top of the uh, roller fair lead. So these things are going to sit right on top of the of the roller fair lead, right on the you know front and center of the bumper. So uh, I figure that might be a good spot for them. I don't know. I might play around with a couple other positions and stuff like that. I hooked these up to a 12 volt power source at work the other night, and uh, I got to tell you, (laughs) these things are bright as hell. It'll make you blink your eyes. Yeah, it'll really make you blink your eyes for 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 a pretty good time afterwards. Let me let me mention something real quick. Yeah, I don't know if if you when you were looking around for these things, if you saw the same thing I did. They actually make some that I think are a little smaller than that that are made to go in a hole. A rectangular hole, so they, yeah, they sit yeah, they flush. Yeah, they have a flange on them, right? And uh, and I was I was I, what I was going to say is I you know I was going to order an, another pair of these to use as backup lights. Yeah. Now these I got these are the spot version, so these are not the flood. Oh, those are the good. Spot. So more of a more of a directed beam, um, if you will, and uh, and of course you know the clear lens and and the kind of re- reflectors that are that are in there, um, you know, gives it gives you that kind of a beam. So. Um, with these, I wouldn't want to use these exact lights for reverse lights, but, uh, I may order the flood version of these and use them for, uh, use them for some reverse lights because I really, really like these. And for the price guys, 40 bucks shipped, come on, you almost can't afford not to get some of these. So if you're in the market, if you've even been thinking about putting some led lights and you don't maybe can't afford one of those big, huge light bars. Well, this is a very, very good option. I trust me, you will definitely be impressed with the uh, with the light output from these. So, go to xjtalkshow.com or xjtalk.com. Click on our Amazon banner. Pick yourself up a set of these lights, and trust me, you will be impressed. Now, I've got a carnage report, guys, because I went up to the uh, went up to the mountain over the weekend on Saturday. Did some shooting. Um, went up with a friend of mine, and uh, he's going through some tough times and wanted to blow off some steam. So we uh, took some of his arsenal up there and and went through uh, probably a good couple thousand rounds <laughs> of, uh, through five different guns, and we had ourselves a good time. Well, on the way back down, we're kind of in a rush. We spent way too long up there, and uh, and his wife was kind of been like, you know, hey, it's time to come <laughs> home now. And uh, so 
we uh we we motored our way down the down the mountain well it was starting to get dark and uh, i had a lot of mud on the headlights and stuff like that i obviously didn't have these hooked up Mm -hmm. so um i there was a uh there was a water crossing there was a bridge over a water crossing and uh and there was a little bit of a cutout a little bit of a dig in right before that and i hit that thing hard Mm. as i was coming down the hill didn't see it uh well, I didn't. I didn't blow a tire or anything like that. But what happened was, I actually ended up um, breaking a U joint, and I didn't wow. know it until I got onto the freeway or onto the uh, onto the highway rather. And uh, and I'm going down, and I'm like, yeah, what is that? What is that noise? That doesn't sound right. Wayne, what is that? And you know, it was it was like you know, it only happened when I kind of you know turned right to you know to the right just a little bit. If I was dead nut center, you know, it wouldn't. It it, it went away, and I was like, that almost sounds like my differential. Oh, geez, you know, what, what is that? You know, so I, you know, I pulled over and, you know, I'm kind of like looking around and, and there's no oil coming out of the differential and it's not, you know, super hot to the touch or anything. So, all right, well, I'm just going to limp it down the rest of the way down the mountain, get down to the, uh, there's a shell station out at the bottom and, uh, you know, there's a lot of light down there and, and, uh, I'll, you know, take another look at it, uh, with flashlights and stuff like that. So, um, it was, you know, I couldn't feel it in the wheel. It was more like a sound. There wasn't a lot of vibration to it. Uh, get down to the bottom of the hill. Sure enough, I broke a U-joint. So I had everything with me except my high lift jack. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh and I'm sorry. The guys, in the, when you say you broke a uh, U-joint, it was an axle U-joint you were talking about? Axle U-joint. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I should have clarified on that. So, yeah, I broke an axle U-joint. So my, my, uh, my passenger side um, axle U-joint uh, was broken. It, it just it screwed the ear all up and uh, on the short on the stub shaft. Um, I, I ended up having a coworker uh, that lived like 15 minutes away. I call him up and I was like, "Hey, are you are you busy? Like, Who is this?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> and because uh, I didn't have cell phone re- uh, service out, out out that far, and uh, luckily uh, my, my buddy I was with did and uh, used his phone, and I was like, "You know, hey, it's it's Josh, Josh who from work." <laughs> oh, how you doing? <laughs> I was like, "Do you have a floor jack you could bring me real quick?" <laughs> and so uh, he was up there in about 10, 15 minutes and brought me a floor jack. I had already uh, broken loose the lug nuts and stuff like that. I ended up pulling out the entire axe assembly um uh, just every pulled everything out i had everything off and out in like maybe six or seven minutes total um one of the yokel locals local yokels was around he's like well it looks like you've done that before well just a few <laughs> times but uh, <laughs> yeah so uh ended up uh, just basically putting the unit bearing back into the hub um stuffed a rag into the uh, into the axle tube and uh and drove the rest of the way home without an axle shaft in my uh in my passenger side that's not very uh, good so, for the bearing is it What's that? That's not good for the bearing, is it? I mean, uh, you can have no, a bearing it's, failure. It is hard. It is harder on the bearing because essentially you're you're putting a lot of for that you know because with the axle um, in, in there it helps kind of distribute some of that weight. So I certainly wouldn't want to do this for very long, mm-hmm. uh, for very high speeds, or definitely not doing any wheeling with that. Obviously, you, you really couldn't. Right. Um, but uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, I was able to basically do a very very quick pseudo yeah. trail side repair. Uh, to get me back on the road and, and driving because had I just said, well, I'll just see if I can make it home and driven the rest of the, you know, hour and oh, 25 minutes explodes, or so yeah. back home. Oh man, if that U joint would have let loose or it would have caught. Um, so, so, then, uh, so you don't have any axle damage. Do you think you can uh, go back with uh, just a U joint? 
No, no. Unfortunately, yeah. the uh, the stub shaft uh, yoke ear was completely foobarred. So okay. um, I'll just add it to my collection. I've got four other stub shafts that have bent ears on them. So I'll just go into the into the. You know, by the time I'm said all said and done, <laughs> by the time I retire, I'm gonna have a pile of stub shafts. So no, that's one of the things that's on my list. Another reason why the Jeep is gonna kind of go into a hiatus for the next couple few months uh, is that I'm probably gonna save some pennies, maybe use some tax return money or something like that. And, and upgrade to uh, some chromoly axles because yeah. obviously I'm having some issues here. I keep using junkyard parts. I keep using OEM replacements and I keep busting U-joints. Right. So, and I'm using good Spicer uh, U-joints too. So, you know, it's just one of these things where, you know, if I break a U-joint, fine, but I don't want to have to replace an axle shaft each and every time I do that. Sure. You know, if I break a U-joint, fine, so be it. U-joints can be replaced relatively easy and on the trail. Axle shafts, yeah, it's a little bit harder to do that. Oh yeah, people carry around spares, and I, I, I don't know anybody that got killed by an axle flying from the back and hit on the head during a rollover. But gee, that's that's a lot of crap to be carrying around with you. Now you probably already know this, but I'll mention it for the group. I've not done it personally, but I've been thinking about uh, maybe a junkyard find or something where you find a two-wheel uh, drive Cherokee and get the unit uh, bearings off of them, one or both. And then in the situation Josh had where you got to pull the axle, you go ahead and put the, the two-wheel drive Cherokee unit bearing on, which is designed to take the entire weight of the wheel. And now you have now you can get home without uh, worrying about damaging your Temkin uh, wheel bearing or, or, or your new, newer uh, wheel bearing to put the trashy one on there till you, till you get home. Uh, now, I've just read about that. I haven't looked in the details of it. Uh, verify this before you try it. But that's what I've heard, Josh, is that you can use the two-wheel drive uh, wheel bearings. I guess you could buy it new, but you know, for a limp home, I think that going to the junkyard and getting one that didn't sound all raspy when you spun it would you be know, good that's, that's, a, that's a really a really good idea and, in fact, a great way to verify this. And I just might do this. Is I, I'll grab a set of calipers and head over to the uh, head over to the um, the auto parts store and have them bring out a unit bearing for both a two-wheel drive and a four-wheel oh, yeah. drive Jeep Cherokee and have them on the counter side-by-side side and just take a couple measurements real quick and i think the the biggest thing you're going to be looking for one is to make sure that the three holes that uh you know the three 12.13 millimeter uh bolts that hold that unit bearing into the knuckle um are not only in the same position but also the same thread mm-hmm. uh but not only that but that the race that it that seats into the knuckle is the same diameter that's going to be the crucial part that's right true. there that's true but i have uh Gosh, who did I hear? I read that someplace. So yeah, let us know what you find out because Absolutely. to me, it's a wonderful idea if if it works. <laughs> well, I don't really have anything to report. I'm assuming you were done with yours, right, Josh? Yeah, that's all I got for this week, guys. Uh, so you know, as um, as the weeks progress, uh, you know, I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff on the Jeep here coming up real soon. So I'm going to be talking to you guys at, in the next coming podcast about what's going on with my Jeep what's happening with it, where I'm at with the rebuild. And I've got some kind of some secrets planned, some uh, some stuff that I haven't really told a whole lot of people that I'm planning on doing. So, um, yeah, you guys, uh, you guys are going to be in store for some exclusive juicy news with the Northwest 99XJ coming up here very soon. I'm going to give them a little bit of a, uh, a teaser. Pink. Hot pink. Hot, hot pink. <laughs> hot pink. Lots of it. <laughs> no no <laughs> barbie anyway uh i'll uh, i'll mention real quick what i was talking about earlier uh i'm not trying to, to step on your uh, your points there but oh, when, whenever i was looking at your uh those lights that you got it reminded me of those inset lights 
uh, that uh, I was talking about. They're they're all they're Cree. They look a lot like what Josh was showing, except you can actually uh, inset them uh, set them inside a rectangular opening and you know bolt them bolt them in there. So uh, I immediately thought, how cool would that be if you could mount them in the wheel well? Because now you get the the really super bright LED light and it's pointing down at your tires. Uh, even so, if, even if you don't uh, do me, rocks, let me go just, ahead. Let me just stop you right there, Tony, because my, my buddy Brandon, who's uh, helping with some fabrication on my Jeep in the past, he's my welder buddy. Um, he's the one who helped me uh, weld uh, the gussets on my uh, on the knuckles of my Dana 30. He actually has a set of those. And I will okay. tell you that they are virtually the same size as these, except they have about an inch, maybe an inch and a quarter flange on on the uh, on the very front face of them that mm-hmm. have you know two or three mounting holes um, in a vertical position on them. So they even though they, they look like they're kind of smaller, um, they are about the same size. They are a little bit thinner because right. I think they have they have more metal on the on the front side of them. That there's a lot more metal on the body of them, so they don't they don't need as much of the heat sinking mm-hmm. on the back side of these things. Um, but they are virtually about the same size as as these. So um, in the wheel wells, you'd be really hard pressed to do those um, in in that kind of installation. They do make some single LED pods. That uh, that are basically just a single one of these guys, just just one of these little guys in a in a you know in a little double step flanged mounting pod type thing uh, that you that are great for that kind of application. But uh, I don't know if it would work out because of uh, getting the angle right and everything where you're mounting it uh, in the wheel well. Uh, I don't think it'd be a problem cutting the hole necessary. And uh, I guess my only uh, concern would be rocks and things being thrown up into the the glass of the. Uh, uh, the cover of the LED, but can you imagine having a pair of those? Even if you don't go uh, nighttime rock crawling, whenever you break a U joint on your axle, <laughs> because you could turn one of those things on and see exactly yeah. what you were doing <laughs> while yeah, you're under absolutely. the vehicle. So anyway, uh, that that might happen to mine, but like you're saying, I don't know if there's any good place for it, and I need to take the measurements and actually see where that would be and make sure I don't lose any uh, structural stability there. Uh, by uh, by cutting that uh, cutting that out cutting that much metal out, but we'll see. It's just an idea, another one of those ideas that may or may not happen. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, hope hope you enjoy our little uh, chit chat section there. Maybe you learn a few things. Maybe you learn a few things you don't want to know, and maybe you learn a few things you shouldn't know. <laughs> so, uh, oh, we can get into the whole TMI aspect if you want to, but uh, I'm pretty sure time. we'll start dropping listeners left and right if we go there uh, and, and gaining a few we wouldn't want. Uh, right. so, <laughs> <laughs> hi, boys. Anyway, uh, so uh, we uh, we haven't had a Jeep tip from uh, from Steve in a while. Uh, it's not that uh, he's uh, ran out of things to say. We've just been uh, uh, focusing on uh, other th- aspects of the show. But damn it, it's time yes. to get back to some Jeep tips. I was going to say, we've had too much to say. That's what it is. Yeah, so, we need to stop. No, uh, Steve has got all, always has got some great advice for us. He's very, very technically inclined. The guy knows what he's talking about. So, um, guys, uh, break out your pencils and your pads. Start taking some notes. We've got some Jeep tips from Steve, 4.3 LXJ. And now for a disclaimer. Jeep tips is for entertainment purposes only. If you choose to follow these tips, man up and take the responsibility for your own actions. If you cannot or you feel that working on your Jeep is beyond your abilities, seek the help or advice of a trained certified mechanic. Got a tip? We do. It's time for Jeep tips. From time we get questions on the forum, 
about which rear end do I want. And it's only because we have uh, some kind of weak rear ends in some of our Jeeps. Uh, the Dana 35 has a really bad reputation. Uh, I think some of it is undeserved, but you can break it. And uh, if you do, it's really inconvenient. And the biggest thing that happens to them is the uh, C-clip breaks. And when it does, it spits the axle out. So uh, it's rather inconvenient. So people talk about upgrades. And there's really two bolt-in XJ upgrades, and they're both XJ axles. One is the Chrysler 8 and a quarter. 29 spline. You find those in the 98 and up uh, XJs. And the other is the Dana 44, which is found in the 87 through uh, 91 XJs with the uh, trailer package. And they both have their advantages and they have some disadvantages. So I'll, I'll talk about the Chrysler 8 and a quarter first. It's the most common and one of the biggest advantages of it is it's cheap. If you have a really great pick and pull like I have near me, you can get one for 150 bucks. throw it in your XJ, and uh, you can match the gear ratio, particularly if you've got an automatic. It's real easy, 355, and away you go. you got yourself a stronger axle. And you have uh, lockers and things like that available for it, and uh, it's not bad. You can get into a locked, heavier rear axle fairly cheap for, say, I don't know, let's say 400 bucks total for a lunchbox locker on a 355 uh, 29 spline Chrysler rear end. Now there is one disadvantage with it however and that is that it does have a C-clip so you're going to have to mess with that. Uh, the housing is stronger on these so it doesn't seem to be a problem but when you put your locker in you got to mess with that C-clip. And uh, the other is, it, to me this is a disadvantage and I'm just kind of picky, and that is the, the wheel bearing itself rides on the axle rather than on a race on the inside. And uh, that's a disadvantage because on a high mileage vehicle, you can start getting a noisy rear wheel bearing, and you can replace that bearing, but if the axle is pitted, you need to replace that too. To me, that's a disadvantage. Uh, maybe not to everybody, but I don't particularly like that kind of a setup. Uh, it's that way also with the uh, C-clipped Dana 35s. So uh, there are bearings that are for some makes of axles, say the uh, Dana, not Dana, but the Chevy 10-bolt uh, axles uh, that have that same type of setup. You can get an offset bearing to fix that. But I don't know of any that you can use with the Jeep axles. So if you're getting a noisy axle in either one of those rear ends, a Dana 35 C-clip or the Chrysler 8 and a quarter with a C-clip, uh, the only way you can fix that is to replace the axles and the bearing. Now let's talk about the Dana 44, and, and to me this is the, really the one to have. Uh, of course I'm prejudiced, I've been around Dana 44s forever, it seems like. Uh, almost uh, since they were invented, not quite. And they're probably one of the most popular axles ever made for any vehicle. And they're the most versatile because of that. The aftermarket support is great and you can do some really cool things with these axles. 
One of the things you can do, well, first you have to get one. Let's start there. Uh, going to run you about 400 bucks. That's about what they go for for the XJ Data 44. So instead of that Chrysler axle with a locker in it, a lunchbox locker, uh, now you only, all you've got is just a bare axle. But I wouldn't run anything over a 35-inch tire on that Chrysler axle. Maybe there are some that are doing it, and they're going to say, hey, I've done it, and that's fine. I'm just saying I wouldn't. But the thing about the Dana 44 is that if you want to run a 37-inch or larger tire, this is the axle to get. These axles come stock with a 30 spline. That means that uh, you can uh, maybe take a little more torque on the stock axle than you can with the Chrysler axles. And these are a true half-ton axle, just as the Chrysler axle are. But the Chrysler axle has a more limited number of gear ratios you can get. The Data 44s have been around forever, and they've been in everything you can think of. And if you want to gear down, Data 44 is the way to go. You can get them clear up to uh, 667, I think, axle ratios. I uh, can't match that with a Data 30. But if you've got another Dana 44 in the front of your XJ, then you can match that and you can get some really low gears. In fact, uh, you're going to have a trailer queen unless you've got some really tall tires there. So it has that potential. Now, why would I choose a 30-spline axle over a 29-spline axle if I'm going to run a 37-inch tire or larger? Well, the thing is that I'm going to modify my Dana 44. You can get lockers, I believe uh, Detroit and also ARB have lockers for the Dana 44 that will accept a 35-spline axle. And for all of you axle gurus out there, that's the number of splines, or should I say the size, inch and a half in diameter, of the axles that are in a Dana 60. So in other words, with getting new axle shafts and getting the locker you were going to get anyway, you can take your Dana 44 axle to the same axle strength without the weight and without the super large pumpkin that you would have in your Dana 60. And that's really a cool thing. The only other way that you can do that is to get a Dynatrack axle, and those things aren't cheap. So uh, if you want to spend 3500 bucks, you can get a Dana 60 that has the same clearance as a Dana 44, or you can just start with a Dana 44 anyway and do it that way. And let's face it, I don't know anybody that has enough engine in their XJ, uh, their unibody XJ, that really needs a 10 and 3 quarter inch ring gear. Uh, you know, let's just keep it down to the uh, size that the Dana 44 is, and that's plenty strong enough, and they'll take a huge amount of abuse. You can rev your engine up to six grand, drop the clutch, and they'll take that all day and no problem. So the Data 44, to me, offers me more versatility. Yes, it's going to cost more initially, but it offers me more versatility in the long run than the Chrysler Axle. And if you're really wanting to build your XJ up to uh, a really bad mud rig or a really cool 
rock crawling XJ on uh, 37 or 38s, or I've even seen one on 42s. This is a great axle to use because you can modify it and you can take it out on the trail all day and never have a problem with it. So those are your two basic options for axles that fit under your fenders. They can go full width and all that kind of stuff, and that's a whole different ballgame. Uh, then the sky's the limit, I suppose. But if you want to have a street-legal XJ that you can use as a daily driver and take out in the nastiest terrain you can think of and have the rear end hold up, uh, the Chrysler 8.25 with a 29-spline axle and the Dana 44 with a 30 or 35-spline axle is the way to go. Yeah, great information, and uh, actually from a lot of the research that I had done online and uh, also, to information from Steve uh, on the XGTalk.com forum, uh, that's why I went ahead and decided to stick with my uh, 29 spline uh, 8.25, 8, uh, Chrysler 8.25, since I can go all the way to 35s, and you know, guys, my, my Jeep is a dra- daily driver, and uh, I uh, 35s would be all I would ever go to. I've got 456 gears in there right now, and I was, <clears throat> I was just checking... Um, it looks like, and it, this is this is fairly recent within the last five or so years, I believe, that the uh, 488s became available uh, for the Chrysler eight and a quarter. So uh, you can go all the way to 488, which uh, I don't have a chart in front of me, but gosh, that must be 37, uh, 38 inch tires uh, uh, that you could run and have the stock back, you know, get you back to stock gearing. Yeah, actually, uh, the uh, the Metal Cloak TJ that I wheel with uh, quite frequently, he's running 488s on 35s, and uh, he actually loves oh, that okay. combination. Yeah, the 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 456s on 33s uh, is kind of nice, especially whenever you go to take mm-hmm. off, because uh, I can just tap the uh, <laughs> I can just I do this to mess with people. I can just tap the uh, the gas, and the the whole the whole Jeep will jump like you know, like if it's a standard transmission, you've got it oh, yeah. held in first gear. So it, it's it's kind of fun, but. Seeing a uh, uh, three thousand RPM at eighty miles an hour, I could uh, I could see lower RPMs when I'm on the highway doing eighty. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind that at yeah. all. Yeah, you could uh, do it like I do, run three fifty fives with thirty threes, and you uh, <laughs> yeah, you're doing seventy five <laughs> miles an hour on the freeway and doing about eighteen hundred RPM. So <laughs> <laughs> just a bit above idle, yeah. <laughs> just a bit. No, no. I see. Uh, yeah, gearing is uh, is in my near future as well. Hopefully, I, I I don't mind where it's at. I would like a little bit deeper crawl ratio, but uh, honestly, I you know I do pretty well with the way it's at right now. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't mind some deeper gears. If uh, if you're going uh, mainly off road, go with the four fifty sixes. You'll really like it. If uh, if it's yeah, going to be a daily plan. if it's going to be a daily driver, go with the four tens like uh, Matt did on on his. Uh, mm-hmm. I was actually but. I was actually thinking maybe possibly going back to four tens uh, before or when we do the ARB installs, uh, but I, I I don't know. I, it's, it's so hard because I could always go to thirty fives in the future and uh, with the four fifty sixes. So I kind of like that. A lot more work to do to go to the four fifty sixes. I mean uh, yeah. the uh, the thirty fives, but. But uh, it would be kind of cool to have the, the 456 and the back to the normal gear, gearing. Anyway, let's get over to uh, our Wrangler Talk segment. We call it Wrangler Talk because that dovetails in perfectly with our WranglerTalk.com forum, which we would like for you to go over there and join. And uh, also, too, I uh, want to tell you about uh, uh, Tammy uh, Jeep Mama. She's got a website, JeepMama.com. You should visit her. You should uh, oh, give her as much of a hard time as you possibly can because uh, she's great about it. <laughs> she likes it. She lives on it. In fact, no, she was really, 
In fact, she was posting today about a new CB that she got trying to get some uh, uh, information about where she should mount it in her Jeep. I think one person actually said uh, on the uh, the roof, I'm sorry, on the hood of the Jeep. No, on the hood. Oh. <laughs> and then cut a hole in the glass to run the wiring. <laughs> yeah. Helpful. Not good advice. <laughs> Helpful people. Not good advice. No, I was going to say she's also very great at telling stories, and uh, this is a part of the show that I look forward to personally every week. So, guys, uh, sit down, uh, buckle up, and uh, well, enjoy some Jeep Mama. Thanks, Tony and Josh, or should I say thanks, Josh and Tony. Um, anyway, so last week I talked about all my experiences of off-roading. Um, this week I'm going to talk about how I wanted to make my Jeep unique to me. As you drive down the street, you see hundreds of Jeep Wranglers out there. And I didn't want to look like every other stock Jeep Wrangler. So, you know, way before off-roading, I wanted to, you know, make some changes to my Jeep. And I, at first, I was thinking of, like, putting the the covers on the the headlights or, like, putting purple grab handles inside my Jeep. Um, I never really thought of making changes like to the bumper or to the fenders or lifting it, you know, that those thoughts didn't even make my mind until I went off-roading. As I began off-roading, I started seeing other Jeeps and all their other unique modifications they had. So my need to be different was still there, but how I wanted to make my Jeep different changed. Um, I didn't I don't want my Jeep to be like everyone else's. So I started doing research on the internet, hours and hours of research. I did blog posts asking for other Jeepers advice on what kind of modifications I should make and why you should make those modifications. And it came down to two things I wanted to do first. One was rock sliders, um, just because I didn't like the side steps. I didn't really use them. Um, And the second was um, a front bumper. But I... Ended up getting um, a Barricade Trail Force HD front bumper because a lot of people told me recovery points are most important when you're off-roading. So I went and installed the front the front bumper. And when I was looking for the, the bumper, I wanted something easy to install. I didn't want it to weigh a whole lot because I knew, knew in the future I wanted to eventually lift my Jeep and make other changes to it. The installation was pretty simple. I just had to remove my old stock bumper and put the new one on just a couple of bolts here and there but the problem I ran into was loosening those stock bolts which was quite difficult so I had to call my husband in to help me with that but everything else was pretty simple to install um, until it came time to put the fog lights back into the bumper the wiring just didn't seem right so I went back in the house online and um, did a little research and found out that you just had to take the wiring out of the harness and re-loop some of the wiring so I went back out and I just I looked at it and it just didn't make sense to me my husband came out and we both looked at it and it just didn't make sense so he said just forget it I'm going to go to the store and get some wires and we'll rewire it and I'm like no we don't need to do that it just you know we we can do this. And I know I told this story before when we first, um, when you guys first interviewed me, but anyway, I'll continue it. So when he went to the store, I just sat there and looked at the wires and I eventually figured it out. And so when he got back, we rewired the stock fog lights and everything was good to go. So now was time for my next 
uh, modification, which definitely was going to be the rock sliders because after I went on my 201 driving course, um, I got a little damage to the the Jeep, not to the Jeep itself, but to the side steps. Um, I went over a rock and pushed up just a tad the side steps and cracked a little bit of underneath. Um, It was real easy to fix. You just kind of stomped your foot on the side step and it went back into place. But if I would have had rock sliders, that would have never happened. So Extreme Terrain sent me the barricade rock sliders and it was time to install those. So I took off the old side steps, which was really easy. You just took out, I think it was 12 bolts on each side and just slipped them right off. And to install the barricade rock sliders, it was so simple. And again, I wanted something simple that I didn't have to weld onto my Jeep because I, you know, I might decide to change my mind. So underneath the Jeep, there are three body mount bolts. So I had to take those off to install my sliders. And taking them off was pretty easy. Once I realized that I could use force on my Jeep, I just had to, you know, get a pair of locking pliers, put them on as I'm ratcheting the bolt and kind of tug at it and they would slip out. Um, It took me a while to figure that out. I just kept turning and turning and turning the, the ratchet and the bolt wouldn't come out. And it was until someone informed me that just use a little force and to pull them out. So that's what I did. And once I got the body mount bolts out, there's a big, huge washer that's supposed to slide right into the slider mounting. And the washers were like a hair too big. And I was stressing out thinking I was going to have to go um, sand those down or whatever you do to shave them off. But my husband said, no, just get a hammer and pound them in. So that's what I did. Once again, using just a little bit of force, the washers went in. And it was was pretty simple. It took a little manhandling and my garden hose to install it. And if you want to know how I use the garden hose to install rock sliders, you should go check out my blog at www.jeepmama.com. And I think I installed these in September. So if you go back to September of 2014, you can see that blog post. But anyway, so after I installed them, or before I installed them, um, folks were telling me that I should put Loctite thread locker blue thread locker on the bolts and it will help keep the bolts secure so they don't rattle loose. So I went to the automotive store and I looked and I found some blue Loctite. So I grabbed um, it off the shelf and I went home and as I'm putting the liquid onto the, the bolt, I'm realizing it's not blue. And I thought, well, maybe that's just the name of the company. So I put the, the liquid on and put the sliders in. A couple weeks later, my friend called me and said that her husband saw my blog post and he said I put super glue on the bolts and he was afraid to tell me. So anyway, that's the blue Loctite thread locker story. So um, I have extra super glue if anyone wants to use it. And by the way, they stayed on pretty well with with um, super glue. I almost, I was stressing about whether I should take them out and reinsert some Loctite some thread locker on them, but um, I decided against them. I just left them there. I figured, you know, the super glue would hold them. Eventually, they did come off, but that's my story for next week. On um, I'm going to talk about more modifications and the struggles I went through trying to figure out how to make the modifications that I wanted to make. Next week, I will talk about the stresses I went through trying to figure out my struggles, trying to figure out 
what I was going to do to make my Jeep off-road capable, but at the same time, keep it a mom vehicle. So um, once again, you can follow me on my blog at www.jeepmama.com. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Mama, M-O-M-M-A, Jeep. I'm on Instagram, Jeep underscore Mama. And I'm also on Facebook, um, Jeep Mama. And I started a second blog this week. It was after our trip to San Francisco. Um, This is my Jeep Mama's virtual coffee table book. Um, You can find it at jeepmamasbook.blogspot.com. Anyway, it's a compilation of my selfies. And if you follow me on any of the social media sites, you'll realize that I like to take selfies. So this blog is pictures of myself and pictures of the things that I see every day that I post on all my social media sites. It's just kind of a little coffee table book, so to speak. Anyway, I will see you guys next week and I'll check you out in the chat room. Great. Thank you, Tammy. And uh, I'd like to let everybody know, Tammy's been working hard on her audio quality. So everybody let her know how good it sounds. Uh, It's always an improvement. I mean, we're uh, fourth episode and she's always already made vast improvements. Uh, Also too, remember to go over to uh, uh, www.jeepmama.com and uh, keep up with her blog post. It's kind of cool because you'll be able to read what's what's going on uh, with uh, her Jeep and then you'll be able to hear in her words, the same thing, and uh, maybe you get a little more detail and have the fun of uh, listening to the person that's uh, that's writing the blog uh, posts. Very cool, and yeah, that does sound very good. So uh, nicely done, Tammy. Very good job. Amazon.com and the XZ Talk Show present. You bought what? Josh, it seems like it's been so long. Uh, tell everybody what this is. <laughs> okay, so uh, XJ Talk Show and Amazon.com have a nice little relationship all set up, guys. How this works is we're getting a list of what is being bought at Amazon.com, but check it out. How this works is that you guys have to go to XJTalkShow.com or XJTalk.com. We're going to have an Amazon banner there on the main page. You click on that, it takes you straight over to Amazon.com where you guys can purchase anything with Jig you want, whether it's Jeep parts, whether it's posters, whether it's presents, you name it. I mean, spices for the kitchen, maybe something for the bedroom, eh? you know, you name it, guys. You can get pretty much anything you could possibly imagine on Amazon.com. Well, what that does is Amazon has agreed to give us a small little kickback from all those purchases. You guys, the prices aren't marked up at all. You're not going to pay a single red cent more, not a dime more for whatever you're going to buy, but they give us a small little kickback off of each purchase, and we get the list of what you guys are buying. Now, we don't get to see who's buying what, so that's where some of the fun comes into some of this. Now, we get all kinds of stuff from cool Jeep parts to, well, some of those bedroom things I was talking about. And, uh, well, we've got uh, a few items that Tony and I pick out each and every week to share with you guys and, well, find out what you guys have bought. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We uh, we enjoy reading this, and it's uh, very, uh, very nice to see you guys going to uh, uh, the, the Amazon banner on our website, whether it be XG Talk Show or XGTalk.com, and clicking on that, you know, thinking of us before – you make that purchase. Right. So it's, it's, it's really nice of you. We really appreciate it. And uh, it's fun for us to read these things because we can crack wise about them sometime. But uh, it's also kind of an homage to you guys for taking the time. We're taking a little time to recognize you for, for going to our site and, and remembering us. 
Now, with that being said, guys, um, it, it doesn't mean that we are, are going to read each and every oh, item out of, the, no. out of the list because, <laughs> boy, I tell you what, you guys have been doing a great job lately. So keep up the good work and make sure you're telling a friend about that Amazon link and, uh, and you know, we can maybe even get them on the show, give them some credit for what they've been uh, buying lately as well. So um, we pick out a few that really kind of stand out or that uh, we can have some fun with. And uh, and this week we've got some really cool stuff. We've got a couple high dollar items as well. But uh, I've got three things that I think are very, very cool that uh, are all kind of in the automotive category. That's my favorite category. Um, and I'm, I'll just go ahead and uh, take point on sure. this one. The first one on the list is the Alloy USA 451100 is the model number. It's the differential permanent cable lock kit. This is for you guys to have the vacuum disconnect oh, Dana 30. Yeah. And what this does is it basically permanently, you can be able to permanently engage those two halves. And uh, because, you know, you've got that little box on the uh, on the passenger side there that uh, disconnects part of that axle right there. And, uh, well, we don't want that. We want that always engaged, uh, just like the uh, just like the regular, like the high pinion Dana 30, uh, as it were, that uh, that is all with the, this one, the one piece axle. So uh, this kit allows you to basically make your front axle, your vacuum disconnect axle. Just a little bit stronger. It's everything you need to make it happen. Uh, this thing is only forty six ninety nine through Amazon, and I bet you that even includes free shipping. Uh, it's of course Alloy USA. It's a very trusted name. Uh, it's backed by a manufacturer's warranty. This thing does perform. So if you want an upgrade for your Dana thirty, if you have a vacuum disconnect Dana thirty, this is a part that you absolutely must have if you're not in the market for an axle swap. So I thought this was pretty cool. Uh, it's uh, it's a KNN uh, performance air intake system. This baby was $261.99. Yeah, but it had a list price of over $400. I think it was around $451 or something. So somebody saved themselves uh, a chunk of change by going to Amazon and, uh, and purchasing this, at least over list, if anybody ever pays list anymore. So this thing gives you, uh, I like this word, estimated horsepower gain of 7.9 horsepower at 45, uh, 4,511 RPM. Which uh, I think that's ten past redline on the 4.0. No, it's not, but it's, yeah, good, right. but, <laughs> but it's close. <laughs> Designed to improve throttle response and engine sound. Oh yeah, definitely like the sound. That's something you can uh, play with every day. Uh, last up to a hundred thousand miles before service is required, depending on driving conditions, uh, like in the mud and the the dust and everything else. That probably would change it. Replaces entire factory air system. Easy to install, usually in ninety minutes or less. Salute to the person that bought the K&M Performance Air Intake System. Thank you for thinking of uh, us here at the XJ Talk Show. Absolutely. And I've got one that's pretty much at the opposite end of the spectrum. This item is only $7.22, but it is a very high-performing item, and I highly recommend this item for anybody who's, uh, well, maybe installing a CB in the very near future. This is the Firestick <laughs> K4A Stud with screw-on coaxial termination. This is a must-have if you guys are installing a CB antenna. Uh, you, you obviously have the antenna. You're going to need a mount. Well, to make those two work together and make sure everything's going to work properly, you need this little stud item. And geez, it's only $7.22. It's a must-have for anybody installing a CB. Made with outstanding design and material quality. Of course, it's chrome-plated, uh, machine brass, and nylon insulators. Those insulators are very important. Do not lose those. It can be used in any mount or mounting surface with a half-inch 13 or 13-millimeter 13 hole. Uh, again, guys, the Firestick K4A stud with screw-on coaxial termination. Get one if you are going to be installing an antenna. Yep, and you need one. You need some emergency communications capabilities. Now, this one is a Smitty-built XRC winch, 9,500 pounds. No, that's not how much it weighs. 
That's how much it can Thank pull. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how much it can pull. So you, uh, for you guys that don't know about winches, you want to get a winch that basically has double the pulling capacity of the weight of your vehicle. And don't forget, don't just look at the, the specs for your Jeep Cherokee or Wrangler or, or whatever it is that you're putting a winch on and go, well, the stock one it weighs this much. Think about all the stuff you added to it and then add that to how much winch you need. So anyway, this person bought a 9,500 uh, pulling capacity winch, and or it says load capacity here. They spent $300. Can you imagine, Josh? 300 bucks for a winch. I mean, that is some cheap insurance, and uh, they got it from Amazon.com. It's a 6.6 horsepower amphibious motor. I don't know how Ooh. they got the frog in there. Uh, Three-stage planetary gear system, <laughs> lifetime mechanical warranty, five-year electrical warranty, complete waterproof. Oh, that would probably be the amphibian part. Uh, state-of-the-art mm. 500-amp solenoid, waterproofed IP67 rating. I don't know what it means, but it sounds damn good. And it has a corded remote. So, uh, again, 300 bucks. Thanks for thinking the XJ Talk Show and going over there and clicking on it. Salute to you. Absolutely. And that is Smitty Built's brand spanking new model line. That ah. is a sexy winch. Uh, you guys could go check that out. We will have those links available for you. Uh, Tony, what's that link? XJTalkShow.com slash Amazon. Is yep, that right? It'll be XJTalkShow.com slash Amazon or XJTalk.com slash Amazon. You'll be able to see the pictures, click on the links. You don't even have to remember to, to click on our Amazon link. Whenever you click on the link uh, on the picture, it'll take you over there and you've already given us credit for any purchase you make on Amazon uh, for, I think, 20 24 hours after that so uh yep that's right couldn't get any easier guys mm-mm. uh now this one is uh, is something very easy this is one is also a little bit of cheap insurance and something that everybody should have in their emergency kit or their um the oh shit bag as tony would like to say <laughs> and uh, this is something that even i've got now i don't have the clear version but this is the extreme tape the uh oh, the I extreme get tape silicone rubber self-fusing tape now i was at the portland boat show here recently saw this stuff in action and this is some really really cool stuff high psi rating um i think it's rated up to like five or six hundred degrees uh fahrenheit then that is consistent temperature um and after being uh, fused to itself for over an hour i think it's permanently bonded to itself as well so we're talking about if you need to maybe um wrap a brake line uh maybe a radiator hose um you know anything that maybe has split open or you need to reattach Guys, this stuff does bond. It's super stretchy. You can really put a lot of force and wrap in and strength into this stuff. Uh, and geez, for for not very much cost, and I don't have the price in front of me now because uh, apparently I didn't do my job right. But uh, let me uh, just tell you guys, it is pretty cheap. Thirty nine ninety five. <laughs> Extreme tape strength comes from both its thickness and advanced bonding characteristics of the special silicone formula. Extreme tape has about 15% more material thickness than rival brands, making it the most reliable product available. The guys, this is a 10 foot roll by one inch thick. And trust me, when it's a 10 foot roll, that means it can probably stretch to about 40. Yep, it's uh, $4.68. That is really Aww. cheap insurance. And guys, if you look on the back of it, it, it says, caution, do not, do not use as makeshift condom. Yeah, no. Besides, that might hurt. Well, 500 degrees, you know, in case you really get moving. So uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, so now turning back, uh, turning the clock back to the, being the uh, more of the nerd, I saw this one and uh, I wanted to, uh, to get it on our Amazon. You bought what? Your first HF station. 
HF. What the hell is that? Well, that's high frequency. High frequency. Yeah, that's yeah. a term that amateur radio operators use, and other other radio people use it too. But HF, if you hear HF radio, that basically means that's where the the frequency spectrum that you can talk around the world. It's the the ham bands, the amateur radio bands that everybody looks to use because it's so much fun. It's 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 like gambling. You don't know where you're going to go in the world and who you're going to talk to and what they're going to have to say and how well they're going to be able to hear you. And that's kind of the fun of amateur radio. So somebody got a uh, got this book from Amazon.com. Your first HF station goes into setting up your first HF amateur radio station can be uh, it can be a complicated task from selecting your first radio to putting up your first antenna. There's a number of important choices you need to make. Uh, what type of accessories do you need? An HF station is more than just a radio and antenna. Find out which accessories will add the most operating pleasure and convenience. Electricity, good, bad? Well, learn how to supply power to your equipment and how to keep Mother Nature power lightning away from your gear. All this is covered in your first HF station. It's a paperback. It was $17.96 on Amazon. Oh. And if you're a Prime member, you know, you get this thing like in two days, pay an extra couple of bucks, you get it overnight. So again, wow. thank you very much uh, to whoever purchased uh, your first HF station paperback book. And uh, thank you for thinking of the XJ Talk Show and salute to you. Just found out what you bought. Oh my god, I just can't believe that made it on the list. You know, Josh, I wasn't counting. I was thinking you had one more. You you went first, didn't you? Yeah, I went first and ah. kind of flew through those. If you guys haven't uh, been able to tell already, well, we've given you a little bit of a bonus uh, XJ Talk Show tonight, running a little bit long. Uh, but uh, hey, that's just uh, extra material for you guys as well. Hey, anybody can do an interview on the XJ Talk Show. Uh, doesn't mean you have to be an industry professional or a professional racer or anything like that. Everybody's got a Jeep story to tell, and we want to hear from you. We want to hear your Jeep story. Uh, if you guys have an interesting Jeep story or you'd like to get on the XJ Talk Show, well, we have a third seat open for you. We uh, All you got to do is just give us a call or drop us an email, and we'll be sure to set you up and uh, see what we can do to make that happen. Yeah, I want to do uh, really quickly, guys, uh, tell you a little bit about what's um, something that's going on. Check out at Off-Road Jeep Girl and her team Radical Racing. Kevin from Dirty Jeep Girls is helping her promote her 2015 King of the Hammers run and has even sent his own GoPro kit to help her document the entire adventure. Not only that, he has made the commitment to help her out by contributing $5 of every calendar sale to her campaign. Since she is real Jeep Girl kicking real Jeep ass by taking on the King of the Hammers. Michigan Jeep Girl at MJG Build is also helping Helping out and going with her to help as pit crew. She is finishing her build now and is traveling 1,700 miles one way just to compete in one of the highest profile off-road races in the entire world. She'll be towing the Jeep and carrying all the necessary support with an RV. This is, of course, guys, not going to be cheap in the least. She has a raffle set up to raise money for gas and has some great items available, including a Dana 30 locker, poison spider dip cover, and a lot more. Guys, check out the links. We'll have those in the show notes at Tony, or I'm sorry, at the XJTalkShow.com. <laughs> And she also has a crowdfunding ca crowdfunding campaign to go uh, raise some funds for the trip. You guys can see that at www.gofundme.com slash offroadjeepgirl. <laughs> got to be really careful with that GoFundMe uh, thing. You'd be typing in exactly what you want to type in there. So don't forget about us uh, on uh, Twitter. You can, uh, uh, when you tweet out things about the, the XJ Talk Show, just to do the, that, that hashtag things you kids are doing these days on Twitter. It's the, uh, the pound sign XJ Talk Show or hashtag XJ Talk Show. Uh, don't forget about us over on Facebook. Uh, we no longer have our, our personal account. Damn it. 
So like us on facebook.com slash xgtalk.page. So until next week, we'll see you again. And as I always say, sometimes clearly, have a great Jeep week. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.